And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. The dust has well and truly settled on Laird's Division 3 campaign. I have a pod now that goes into it as promised with Keevan Riley from the 42 and the Dundalk Democrat. We get into it in depth, uh, where the league went wrong, where it was won, where it was lost, who stood up, what players have made a huge impact, who's led league player of the, of the year, uh, Wayne Kieran's impact and I suppose we, it, everything, nitty gritty on the whole season and what entails for the championship. So without further ado, here we go, the Loud and Proud League Wrap Podcast. Uh, Kevin, I suppose, gutted. I'm gutted. Um, how, how do you yeah. feel? Yeah, no, I think there's there's that air of deflation. Um, it's not that long ago, obviously, since the teams have left the field. And I, I have a memory in my head of, of Emma Carroll and the loud fullback standing, standing very isolated in the middle of the field as, as the two teams, um, you know, c- congratulated each other and embraced after the whistle. Um I suppose him, him, his isolated figure and, and the manner of the way he stood there probably just summed it all up. But um, I don't really think, uh, maybe it was imprudent, but I don't really think Louth players or, or people who would have been in Uri last week really expected this to happen. And certainly for for a long period of today's game, it, it looked very positive. And, and it, you know, it, it was a sort of that shock factor that, Loud actually didn't get the result, um, especially on the back of last week. And, and having gone ahead in the second half, you know, certainly I felt um, when they got back in front when, with Jim McEnany's penalty, um, I couldn't see really how Loud were going to lose the game from that point. So I suppose it's it's shock um, and, and probably as the evening wears on, it'll, it'll probably just become more disappointment. Um, I think that you can reflect back the camp on the campaign as a whole, and and the campaign will be reflected back upon very positively, um, especially considering Lego favourites for relegation. And you know, at the outset, we probably didn't really know what to expect. The Auburn Cup wouldn't have wouldn't have been that encouraging. Um, but but certainly, I think there's there's signs for the future. We've we've probably seen more out of players um, in the league that maybe we wouldn't have expected. The, the, the likes of of James Craven just continues, his star continues to rise. 
Sam Mulroy maybe had has had a difficult couple of weeks, but I've seen enough from him throughout the league to suggest that he's going to be a central player for years to come. And then you have the likes of, of Emma Carroll. I think he's a really, really solid fullback. He did so well on John Heston today. Heston was, was effectively anonymous. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of positive, but at the minute, when when emotions are so raw, it's it's very difficult to to think like that. Very hard to see the positives. I can't. I, I'm very positive in loud football as usual, but I'm I'm struggling to see positivities in today because. You can be positive for so long, but today was there for us. Like you said, I felt loud we were going to win that game. We were in position to win the game. We were a much better team in the, in the first half, and we didn't push on. Yeah. Second half, but I think, we got the we got the lead after the early setback, and we still we missed chances. We threw in a load of subs then in that period as well, three subs in a row, yeah. and we didn't score. And then they just they hit they hit three scores in a row, and it just. Swung the game, and it, that's like you said. You feel shock at the end of the game. Like I thought, we're, I thought we're 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 dominant enough, but we didn't push on. That I think that ultimately cost us. No, I think I think that's agreeable, but ultimately I think that's something that is amendable. Um, like the 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 last two weeks, um, the the common trends having just spoken to Wayne or, or spoken to Liam a couple of moments ago, Liam Keller. Yeah. Like the, the, we're two weeks now where um the 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 last quarter of the game or, or we say from from the 50th minute onwards we're, we're not getting scores we're not we're not uh, maintaining you know a winning race if you like you're, you're, you're building a lead and letting teams back into it and, and matches are becoming competitive and, and whereas you got away with it last week it was obviously the sting in the tail this week where, where Westmead were, were clinical but it, it, it's not as if we're not creating the opportunities um, there was there was a spell today um, after Jim McEnany's goal were allowed to kick three wides in a row. Ultimately, that you can't really be doing that in a game of such fine margin. No, no, but again, no. that, that that comes down to experience, um, and and you know it is something that that you can work on and improve on. And, and I, the other thing, Daniel, that I I yeah, and I would have spoken to you during matches throughout the campaign about it is I think there's a reluctance from some players to shoot. There's obviously against a team like like Westmead and down last weekend, maybe Carlo in previous games, you have to work the ball and you have to probe and, and, and try and find the open. But like I think the the last play of today's game it just sums it up. You had Andy Williams, Anthony Williams in, in, in a position like he ended up offloading the ball to somebody who was in a, an inferior position. Now I suppose it was the frantic nature of it. Um, I know Anthony would have been always a guy that was good for a score. Maybe not so much, um, we say, in the last two years and, and maybe he just didn't feel confident. But the fact that, yeah. never mind who he laid it off to, he laid it off to a guy in a worse position. And, and I suppose, from you know, he, he was he was just to the right of the goals. He, he had time, well, from where we were, that, that, that he could have pulled the trigger. And I think there was... It was earlier, and, and you don't want to be singling players out. Like they really don't deserve it, and, and obviously nobody knows the, the pressure that that they were under. I think Tommy Dornan maybe gave a straight pass, just heading into injury time. Um, and like I know he was forty-five meters out, but that's a range that Tommy could score from. And there was there was a lot more like that. Um, even even Kieran Down, he started the game very well, but had a couple of opportunities in the second half to pull the trigger. Maybe didn't do it. Um. 
and maybe maybe we're, we're underestimating the pressures that we're under, you know, especially when Westmead's defence was so crowded. But I think that, that that's something that maybe has to be worked on, the, the fact that players maybe just need to express themselves and take that shot on. But again, it, it's not as if you're, you know, I think if, if there were major defensive issues, I think there'd be a lot more worry. Certainly going forward, I think there's the talent and the ability to, to work on that and, and become more clinical. Um, and, and certainly, I know Daniel from being at all the matches and, and you would have been there yourself. There was a clinical edge at the start of the league and, and we weren't wasting as many opportunities. Yeah, this seems yeah. to be something that's only manifested itself in the last couple of weeks. So with a bit of luck, they'll, they'll sit down and, and work it out before the Wexford game. But I don't see anything majorly wrong. I think there is the components there to to have a strong year and, and, and have a good call at the championship. And certainly if you're if you're comparing the, the situation now to, to where we were at we say a year ago, even three months ago, um you you're in a lot better place and, and with players to add to that. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose like you said the emotions are high. I I'm just looking at this uh, league campaign in that, oh, I suppose I wasn't expecting a promotion tilt, really and truly. And then <coughs> you get a promotion tilt, and then you want it, and um, yeah. it definitely doesn't take away from championship. No, you're right. I think, um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. We're in a much better position now for championship than we were, uh, like in any nearly in any of the past few seasons, even under Colin Kelly's reign. I think. I think the lads, the younger players, are very, uh, they're very raw. I think they're very, um, there's, they're very raw. But if they get polished, those younger players, yeah. they're gonna really, really be good, really solid. Like you're looking at players that could play five or six, maybe ten years in the red jersey, yeah. all going well, build a team around them. The elder players as well still have still have the ability to make an impact in the championship I feel as well. And then you throw in the you throw in the likes of Derek Maguire wasn't there. The two uh, the two inside men, the likes of um not uh, Grimesy and uh Kieran Bourne, Casey. And, yeah Demon, yeah of course. Yeah Bournes as well. So there'll be there'll be plenty of competition. I'd say they will definitely dip into the into the league competition which starts tomorrow. I'd say there'll be a few players brought in from that. I'd say they'll look, look to it and they'll add to it. That'll add to the whole feel-good factor and add to the, like, to the competitive nature of the panel and getting players in that want to play for the county. I think a lot of people want to play for the county now, which is probably the overall positive from the whole lot. Um, no, absolutely, and and I think that 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 movement, even that the, there's a positivity around the team. That I, I, I'm not, don't maybe you know, I, I don't want to come down on anybody. Obviously, Colin Kelly had a, a three brilliant years, but there was there wasn't maybe the optimism moving into the championship. Um, I know in his third year, um, after Louth got promoted, obviously beaten in the league final, and then there was there was the issue. Uh, things sort of went a bit sour with with the Darver issue and, and not being able to train and, and that probably wasn't ideal preparation for the championship and lost a few players and, and you know there, there was there wasn't you know it, it just felt as if the cycle was coming to an end and, and I suppose that that has carried in it was a fairly you know disappointing championship that yeah, year yeah, and last I'm, year was yeah. obviously a complete write-off but there seems to be 
supporters seem to be back on side and, and there's a, a positivity and, and a, an understanding of, of what's trying to be achieved. And, and ultimately, um, this just seems to be a team that is literally giving it their all and there's evidence signs of progress. And once you can see that, I don't think that there's, there's a demand for, for major success. I don't think there'll be any criticism levelled at, at Wayne and, and the boys for, for maybe not getting promoted. But they have a sort of restored, and without trying to dip into cliches, but they have restored some sort of pride and optimism. And I think that's, you know, sets it in, in, in good stead. Um, are you telling me they're after putting the proud into loud and proud? Is that, what you, is that the cliche you're getting at? Uh, I, 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 think, I think you have the, um, the royalties in that. So I, I, I better not just say that, but definitely, I think. You know, uh, I certainly have, uh, as a supporter, uh, uh, if you want, as a professional supporter, um, I've certainly taken a lot from the league campaign. And, yeah, and yeah, would, you know, it's a long time since. It, it, it's probably midway through the, the 2017 promotion campaign since it probably felt as optimistic and as positive about, about things. And, and that's, you know, it's a, it's it's certainly it's, it's a far cry from, from the position that we found ourselves in not that long ago. And you probably say you probably put it down to I don't know which you'd put it down to, but I'd probably put it down to that flipping uh probably it's the it's probably the same it's probably the final ten minutes in both the Longford game and the Carlo game. And Jesus, you could probably say our final ten minutes today as well. We like we could have we could have turned over that game and we could have we could have got yeah. a victory. And well, all, all three of those, sorry. I I I would say that um, the there were two games that were there for the winning, but at the same time you probably didn't deserve to win them. You were so you were comprehensively with beaten by Longford. I would say on the first day it was a game that we never really looked like getting anything out of. Um, and then obviously having the poor first half in Carlo, that's probably the complete opposite to to the problem. You know that 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 is that has been in the last couple of matches where you started well and maybe haven't been finishing so strongly. Um, so, like, it, it, there were two games that you were, you know, probably well beaten. And I don't think that we could rue the Longford match really that much considering um, to, we're only probably finding our feet and, and there was a lot of things around that game mm-hmm. where you were losing players. And, and I think today, the, the fact that today was the fifth game out of the seven allowed to finish with the full complement on the pitch. You could also reflect on that as, as something that had an influence yeah, um, yeah. on the yeah, There's no doubt about that. Um, so that's that's probably something that, it, although it's another thing that can be that can be worked on, um, because discipline certainly last week wasn't wasn't a problem, and and, and you've seen the, the, the results that um, put the pulled out of it there. But you know, overall, did we finish where we deserved? Probably. You look at, for yeah. example, Westmead. Yeah. Um, you know, they only lost one game, yeah. um, and it was probably a game that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, and and you know, overall down our leash, probably were were more consistent than than we were, albeit we beat both of them. So, um, you know, it's it's a difficult one to assess. Yeah, together. like you said, they were probably a little bit they were uh, on average better than us um, because we probably we mixed the good with the like we mixed the sublime with the. Terrible, like we two, like <coughs> terrific win against Down, amazing win against Leash and Crow Park, 
and a, a really comprehensive hammering of Sligo. And then you kind of you look at it. We were very lucky to beat Offaly with the last minute. OG. Oh, incredibly lucky! I think that was like yeah. So that, somewhere in the middle. That day was the turning point. Never mind beating Leash, Gundern, and 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 that you know the the joy of scenes after that that Offaly game, mm. the manner of the win. Like I know, you know subsequently went on and, and defeated Sligo. Well, you probably would have beaten Sligo anyway, considering how poor they were. But I think that there, I think it brought. The camp closer together, and and you know, there just seemed to be a sense that day that you know what we can really do something here, and it was amazing because again, it probably was one of the poorer displays of the campaign. But I think that there was was the turning point. Uh, you and know, the, it, and let's not forget as well. Point. At that point, it probably saved us from. No, it didn't save us, but it, it probably took the pressure of relegation off. Of course, as well. yes. Um, and that that like people forget that like I know I'm getting ahead of myself saying uh, oh we should have we should have would have loved to get promoted but like you have to you have to crawl before you can walk and I suppose like you'll have to take what you get and you have to be happy with that rather than getting yeah. too far ahead of yourself we probably like you said we probably are where we're supposed to be yeah, uh, absolutely. And and again there was a point made afterwards, like um you looked at the at the the difference in, in physical condition of the Westmead team. I, I remarked to you before the game that um look at look at the size that these are a very big team and, and I suppose that's something that you would always associate with Westmead. And then you seen Louth coming out and, and even when when um I think that when the penalty was taken, fairly cheeky and excellent goalkeeper but he looked fairly small between the frames you know what I mean when, when, when the penalty was being taken you're just looking at that it's a very young team and, and probably in terms of their development physically they're, they're not that really far down the line and, and I suppose that'll come as, as time moves on and, and for, for a team like that to be moving into Division 2 next year we see or we saw last year um, how out of their depths Albeit, it, it, it arguably is a much changed team from last year. But it, how physically out of their depth they were, and, and if you were going back, if you were going up to Division Two again, you're meeting Roscommon, you're meeting Cavan, you're meeting you know, these teams that that you really struggle to cope with. It's hard to know. It's hard to that. know. I don't. I don't necessarily put as much emphasis on size if if a player is is up to us in terms of technical ability, like. I don't know. I don't know. Like you could say, you could argue another way and say, if you're playing a lower division, you're gonna need more strength to get up there. Whereas you play more ball when you get higher up, so you'd be looking more technical players. Like and even let's let's look towards next year. You have Derry and Leitrim coming up. You've Cork yeah. and Tipperary coming down. So it's gonna be just as tough as, as yeah. Division Two, if not uh, slightly tougher. <laughs> Absolutely no, like it, it is going to be a, a competitive division. I, I just want to maybe touch on on the point you said there about the strength and conditioning. No, Daniel, if you look at at the low teams who did compete in Division Two, um, under Peter Fitzpatrick and Aidan O'Rourke, if you look at the difference in size, um, forgetting about the the standard of player that that you know are comparable to each team, but you, but you're you're looking at the physical size you had, you know, huge big men in, in those loud teams. It, Paddy Keane and Shane Lennon, uh, Mark Brennan was 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 hanging around it again. They're totally Brian Donnelly, Brian White, totally different 
physical specimens to, to maybe the, the the players we have. You know, the, the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because you look at it today, and we've probably had the biggest midfield pairing we've ever had uh, in the Twin Towers. Well, <laughs> in general, around the pitch, Daniel, like, would 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 you think? Would you look at the Loud team now? Like, the Loud team in 2012, 13, the were men, real. They, like, you're looking at a lot of guys now that, oh. You know, I don't know. I don't know because you know, the age profile is a lot younger. I know because you look at say Anthony Williams, Conor Brannigan, um, Bevan Duffy, Andy McDonald was probably in those teams. I don't know. I don't know. I just maybe that's it. We'll have to go into that. We'll have to maybe do a separate pod on that. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't really put that much emphasis in it. Um, but yeah. yeah, so next year, Division Three again, we'll be happy with that. But we'll be looking at it nearly aiming for promotion next year from the outset, rather than. Well, uh, you, you could be like, yeah. you're, you're obviously not going to be tipped for it, but there generally always is a team who, well, maybe this year the expected pairing went up with with Leash and West Mead. You were probably looking at them at the start Leash. Having having a, such a strong year last year and and West Mead winning the Oban Cup, they were maybe the two you would have picked out. Well, I I would have well, I would have said down to be in that down having come down with us would have been half favourites to get tipped by everyone. Yeah, but but there would it's not a, there's not any major surprise that, that we say West Mead or, or Leash are the two no, going up. No, you know, they, no. They West Mead West Mead probably have the best panel out of the whole division. Um. I would argue maybe well probably panel wise I think Leash is the best team, um, but but yeah I I don't think I could argue on that. But I suppose the point I'm trying to make is generally in Division Three you maybe always have a surprise package that 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 come and do get promoted. If you look back through the years, um, it, it's nearly the league that has thrown up the most surprising, um, you know, finalists, and um, maybe that, that, that's open to opinion. So. That does leave a, a cavity next year for for maybe allowed us to come. Um, you would imagine Derry would you know, would be competing strongly again. They've had, they've had a couple of they've had a couple of good minor teams last number of years, and and I suppose they they have in Damien McAlean, the, the guy that's over them this yeah. year, the guy who, who like Wayne would have would have been over those players and, and probably knows what he has at his disposal. And um, listen, Derry probably can't get. Some at any lower than 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 what they've had. That we said this last eighteen months. So, um, they're maybe a, a team on the rise. That um, and, and certainly they've been a league team um, over the last ten or fifteen years in, in terms of the promotion and the wins they've got. Even though there has been numerous relegations, um, you're looking at Tip coming down. Hard to know. They might be under new management next year. Um, you'd have to imagine that there'll be an improvement in cost yeah. at some stage. Yeah. Um, like I, 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 you know. Um, they'll probably be looking at, you know, they can't really be affording to spend any longer than than, than one season in Division Three. Yeah. Um, Longford were, were handicapped this year with with not having the Mullinlocka contingent um, in us, and, and they got off to a good start and tailed off towards the end. They're always a team that, you know, could, you know, a, a difficult Division Three team, and, and I suppose they have got up out of this league before, so. Um, yeah. It promises to be to be very very competitive, um, and, and then I suppose maybe 
next year you, you would know what awfully seem to be the, the perennial survivors on it. So, um, you know, it's a difficult one to look ahead to. One thing we we will, we will have we will have four um we will have four um home games next year whether that's a good a good thing or a bad thing we three uh, only three this year away from was quite you're good be. yeah the new stadium won't be built <laughs> by that stage will it? Uh, uh, I think we leave that to, to somebody else to, to comment upon. Don't get ourselves in trouble. Right, I'm going to throw a few questions at you. Who okay. who 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 was your player, loud player of the league? Um, James Craven was excellent, but I think you have to go with Bevan Duffy. Right, I I would have said I was going to go with Tommy Dorn. Yeah, Tommy. I don't think Tommy's league campaign was as impressive as the one in 2017. Um, albeit he was very very good, but you're looking at it. You're driving force the heartbeat of the loud team, um, Bevan Duffy. Yeah, he never he, let yeah. you down. No, no, he's excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. He was solid, said yeah, the half. And, just... and, 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 and in every match, you're talking with seven, eight out of ten. And, you know, that's really, really impressive. Um, I maybe Sam Mulroy as well from an attacking point of view yeah, for yeah, assists so, and that. Again, maybe there'd be a little, little bit of criticism. And it wasn't, it's probably not warranted considering. You know Sam's performances in Leash. He kept you in the game and awfully. Um, he was excellent against Sligo. You know, was was your go-to man in Carlo. You have to, you know, Sam was probably one of the main reasons why you were in promotion contention this last couple of weeks. So I would I would accept that point. But I think Bevan was was definitely your um, your most impressive man. Um. So who who's your? Oh, yeah. Craven's probably yeah. Craven's become a a man marker. Bevan was really solid at centre half. I thought Tommy, in terms of being like, I I thought he dominated every midfield he he played against. You he, he, bar the last game, he kicked the point in nearly every game. Um and then yeah. Sam led the line uh, very well. And I'm, then, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether Tommy had his best. Game today, obviously he he was he was very very good last week. Um, against Carlo, wasn't probably I think Carlo and today were, were maybe his, his most disappointing performances. But he was excellent in the other games. Um, and I suppose you, you noticed when you lost him against Longford, um, how big of a you know how big of a cavity that left. Yeah. Um, so he listen, he is a crucial player, but ultimately I think I, I come back to the point you're looking at. A lot of the play was through Bevan. He's the one that where players tend to, to move the ball, you know, across the pitch and, and he's the guy who makes the breaks forward. And I think the goal today was a perfect example of what he offers you in that he makes those breaks forward and he makes ground um where a lot of others don't. And With that yeah, running those lines. Yeah, and whether it was a miscued effort today, it seemed like a strange connection. Um, he put it away and, and his decision making has improved tenfold um, I, I know he, there would have been a time where he'd sail through and have shots at the targets from all over the place maybe and, and just wide and his decision making under pressure maybe was perhaps questionable at times but that has improved so much and I think he, he's probably relishing the role as captain he's tailor made for the, for the job um, and like listen 
I saw last year in the intermediate final for the seconds, he single-handedly nearly dragged them to that title. The second half, the ball he caught was unbelievable. And he literally was burrowing holes through and nobody could get him stopped. And um, I think he started translating maybe some of that dominance into inter-county games this year. He's a guy who, who I imagine could have, could have a big summer and certainly likes player of the year to date. Yeah. Well, hold on now. Don't be handing out awards. Uh, we'll have to get, we'll have to get yeah, someone well. in this here to swing this for Tommy or Sam Mulroy. <laughs> uh, or maybe I, I'll go, I'll, I'll give my, um, I, well, no, what would I say? Would you give a young player of the year? There's so many young players. No, I may, might just skip that because there's so many. You're debutante. Well, Sam, play. I suppose it would have to be Sam if you're talking about a young player, he's really made a breakthrough. I, uh, what about, I, what about, I, well, no, I was going to say Kieran Downey. Um, you know what, he, he showed glimpses in games, but I, I think he's yet to really take a game by the scuff of the neck. Um, Bar today. He shows glimpses. Um, and like he was good today, he started very strongly, um, maybe sounded more difficult in the second half when, um, when the play maybe stopped being as free flowing. Um, but I, I think, you know, he uh, showed glimpses. I think that, that that's what we say. Showed glimpses of class. And he, like, he, he is a class player. We've seen that with the Blues. Um, right, debutante. Debutante of the season. I'm going to give three nominees. Sheiky Clutterbuck or Conor Brannigan. Um... That, that's a difficult one because I suppose the three of them offer you um, totally different things but I think um, John Clutterbrook has nailed down that last half position yeah, um, yeah I yeah. think I think of I think of the three of those he's the only one at this stage that you would say is guaranteed a position for championship time I do, um, do you not think Sheiky to do what he's done to come in and start every single league game as a debutante, I mean, he's very, very good. I'm so impressed with she. Every time I see him, I get impressed. Even yeah, more impressed, but, I should say. And I know at could, the same got, time, if, if, if Craig Lynch um, becomes available again, I know he, he may be nursing an injury. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who hasn't let you down that often. He probably offers you the same type of a goalkeeper in terms of, you know, that ability to, to find players off, off the key. Um, and he probably brings a bigger presence, which, you know, perhaps could be something that maybe Wayne would be looking at if you're coming up against, hopefully, a Dublin, we'll say, um, more so than, than, than maybe Fergal. Um, Fergal is, is, has a tendency maybe to take chances, nothing that Craig doesn't hide up. I think, ultimately, uh, John is the only maybe option to play left half. Um, and, and that's, Probably what 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 cheered me me thinking from that point of view. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm gonna go with Sheiky. We disagree again because you you're mm. like. But then, the right standing Conor Brannigan had, had a serious year as well. Like he really for he he forced nearly Rory Moore off the panel and uh, yeah. Colin McKeever out of the team. Um, yeah. you know, like that. That just shows the impact he made, and Clutterbuck as well. But I, I think I, I, I've known how good Clutterbuck has been, and it's probably not as much as as a surprise as it has been for the loud support that he's adapted so well. And uh, maybe you're the same. Maybe you're that way with Cheeky. But I, I think a, a lad to come in that young, and he literally came in 
the, the following week after the Irelands were beaten but in that in the, the yeah. All Ireland semi final. So I, I I'm gonna give it to him. But uh, overall a good league campaign. Um and we can look forward to the championship now with optimism. It's fair to say that. Absolutely. Kevin, I won't hold you anymore. Thanks very much. Thanks yeah. for your time. No problem. There you go. Um, got further we'll get into the nuts and bolts and plenty of grease and what have you. Um, Overlords Division Three campaign. Hope you enjoyed the chat. It was frank and honest at times. Um, we might not agree with each other a lot of the time, but uh, I suppose we still listen to each other. Um, thanks very much for listening. I have uh, updates on Loud Proud um, on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram as well. I'm up on the Instagram and um, just so we can uh, interact a little bit more, like the videos and all that on it. So follow at Loud Proud on that as well, and you get stories of the day and what's happening. Should be league all about it podcasts and updates in the coming weeks when uh, April is given over to the football, and so it should be. I can probably confirm some interesting news uh, regarding Loud and Pride. So thanks very much for listening and chat soon.